In this episode, we're going to hear three very weird and strange encounters. But before we get to the stories, I want to mention there are two new channels of mine that you should definitely check out. The first is Donovan Dread 2, where I release the same great content, just a little shorter in length. Then there's Dread Captures, where we analyze various encounters that were captured on video, that were sent in to us, or that are available online. So if you're digging my content, make sure to hit that subscribe button, and I'll keep narrating these creepy encounters. Now let's get to the stories. Years ago, when I was only 20, I did the stupidest thing ever. I was driving back to my college in Massachusetts, and had left later in the evening right around sunset. It was about a two-hour drive, and at the time my radio wasn't working, so I was dreading the quiet ride back. I had been driving for no longer than 20 minutes when I saw a lady on the side of the road nearly get run over by the car in front of me. Something told me to stop and see if she needed some help. I pulled over and got out, approaching her slowly. I asked her if everything was alright and if she needed a ride somewhere. She nodded before she got into the passenger side. In a sense, I was glad to have company on the drive so I wouldn't be bored out of my mind. I glanced around before getting into my car and driving off. We made small talk, and along the way, she started to open up and converse with me. Right away, I noticed she had some type of accent, like she wasn't from the area. In the midst of picking her up in the dark, I didn't realize the clothes that she had on. It seemed like an undergarment dress like people back in the days used to wear. I commented on it in a joking manner and said, you must work somewhere you have to dress up like old times, huh? She gave me this puzzled look before turning her eyes back to the road. I shrugged it off thinking that she may have just been tired or didn't want to crack a joke with a stranger. I pointed to my radio and apologized for it being broken since we couldn't listen to music. I saw her out of the corner of my eyes mouthing something, and then the radio miraculously turned on. I gasped excitedly. Wow, thanks, you got it to work. She frowned and tilted her head. This thing is a radio, you said. I nodded and she inspected it further, like it was the first time she ever saw one. You've never seen one before, have you? I asked. She shook her head and stated, I've only heard music played at church. Based on her clothes and her story, I started to suspect maybe she was Amish, since I know they do things the olden way. Well, have at it. You can use this dial to search different stations for music. I instructed her on how to do so, and for some reason, all we got was static. Sorry about that. I guess it's still broken, I said. Down the road, I could see light from a distance. As we approached, it grew clearer. A man with a torch lit was upstanding in the middle of the road. I thought to myself, what in the world is this guy doing? That's pretty dangerous. I slowed down and stopped the car a good hundred feet in front of him. I looked at the lady, and her face turned pale white. It went without saying this had to be the guy she was running from. My eyes stayed locked on him, and I whispered to her, I'll quickly drive around and pass him, but it could get bumpy. She took a deep breath and then sighed. No, it's okay. I need to face this, she said. She got out of the car and walked towards him. I rolled my window down just enough so I could hear them. All of a sudden, I hear her blurt out, I've done nothing wrong. Thou has no reason to suspect thy as a witch. She flung her arms in the air, yelling with all of her might. The stern man blurted back, Thine has practiced the art, and witnesses hath not denied. You will be burned at the stake, witch. I slumped in my seat and wanted to peel off, 
but I couldn't just leave her there. So much was going through my mind. Was she in fact Amish? And why is he throwing around the term witch? I was too busy paying attention to them to notice the mob of men with torches walking from behind my car. By the time I noticed them, it was far too late to drive off without running any of them over. So instead, I ran to the lady's side. Confused about their exchange, but certain of the danger, I took her hand and ran into the forest. It was like my flight or fight kicked in, and we both ran for whatever seemed like a good ten minutes. We both ducked behind a sturdy tree and looked to see if they followed. We didn't hear or see anything, so we caught our breaths. She could tell by the look on my face I knew something about this whole thing was off. If I told you I was a witch, would you fear me, she asked. I paused, still trying to catch my breath. You haven't shown me that you're a threat, so no, I responded. If you're a witch, it's safe to say you're not from these times, are you, I asked. She grew quiet and nodded. I'm not living nor dead. Salem was once my home. But it was all taken from me, she said. She went on to say how she was a witch, but not evil. The man we saw on the road was who she was set to marry, but refused his hand in marriage. Out of spite, he spread false news of her malicious intentions when she had none. I could hear the pain in her voice as she welled up. She told me the worst part of it all was that she secretly had a child with the man she truly loved. She wasn't able to get any closure on his whereabouts or what came of them. I expressed my condolences and asked her her name. She told me it was Elizabeth Stanton, and her lover's name was Randolph Locklear. I chuckled, what a coincidence that my last name is Locklear. My smile faded when we locked eyes. She leaned in closer, examining my face. Yes, yes, of course, your features are distinct, she said. My descendant, she cried out happily before vanishing into the air. I gasped, falling back. Had I really just seen that? I made my way back to my car, which was still in the middle of the road. There was no sign of anyone, so I sat back in my car. I was still trying to process everything that had happened. I was trying to snap out of it, so I turned on the radio. It caught on to a channel and started playing music again. When I returned to my college a few hours later, I attempted to search her and her lover's name, but I couldn't find anything. To this day, I haven't told anyone but I believe Elizabeth is really my ancestor. It was like we were connected in those final moments. I think she's at peace now. I don't talk about this often because I get laughed at a lot, but I feel like this channel is a safe place. And maybe if I tell my story, I can stop reliving it. Maybe someone else will know what it was and help me get the answers I've been looking for. Surely I'm not alone. I have lived in the South my whole life, and living in the South, you hear about weird things that happen here, but never do you hear about things outside of our area. Imagine my surprise when I traveled to Michigan. I have never wanted to go North before, but my Marine buddy was about to deploy, so of course a bunch of us went up there to hang out before they were shipped out. I didn't have a car, so I jumped on a bus and headed up. I wasn't going to miss this trip for anything. The bus ride was hell. I felt like we would never get there, and when the bus finally arrived, I was so thankful my friend came prepared with a jacket. I was not ready. It was so cold. There was snow on the ground, and I was struggling to understand why I had thought coming to the North Pole was such a good idea. Yes, I know that sounds dramatic, 
But for someone who may see snow during a crazy, unusual winter, it's completely normal. However, I was happy to see them, so I ran with it. We loaded up their car and headed to their house. I had no idea what I was in store for. It was dark and the roads were twisty. I was soon completely lost and really thankful that I had not decided to rent a car when I got there. I was not overly comfortable driving in the snow. We had the radio cranked up loud. I was air drumming when my friend said, crap, and slowed down. I looked up confused. I didn't understand why we were stopping, but it didn't take long to figure out. Ahead of us, about 20 feet in front of the car, I could barely make out a figure. We kept crawling forward slowly, much to my annoyance. I had been on a bus for what felt like days, and I was ready for a hot shower and clean clothes. I shot a dirty look at my friend, but quickly looked back in front of us as their face went ghost white. I slapped my hands over my mouth in an attempt to stop myself from screaming. I shot a dirty look at my friend, but quickly looked back in front of us as their face went ghost white. This thing was huge, stood over six feet tall, probably closer to seven feet. That wasn't even the scariest part, though. It looked like a dog or a wolf, but it stood on its back legs like a human. I had never seen anything like it. I was instantly terrified and wanted my friend to drive. I started yelling, go, 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 but they just ignored me as if they were in a trance. I looked between them and this creature. Its amber eyes stared into the car, watching us. Thankfully, this spurred my friend into action. They hit the clutch and slammed the car into gear, peeling out and whipping us around. They sped in the opposite direction, back towards where we had just come from. They were muttering about taking the long way home, and I spun around in my seat. I watched the creature grow smaller as we drove away, but we could hear this ear-splitting howl as we were driving. It sounded like a man was screaming, but it vibrated in my chest, and the hair on my arm stood on end. I didn't stop watching until we had put so much distance between us that I couldn't even make out the black shadow anymore. When I turned around in my seat, I could barely catch my breath. What had just happened? My friend looked over at me and asked me if I was okay. When I finally calmed down enough, I asked, what was that? But they just shook their head and said, it doesn't matter. It won't follow us. I have never seen it that close to town. Even when I was sure we were okay, I was still anxious. I felt like I was going to be sick from my anxiety. If I closed my eyes, I could see it in front of us. I could see its amber eyes staring into mine. I could hear its screaming howl. I didn't feel like we could get far enough away to feel safe. I was pretty angry. Why wouldn't they have just warned me about this? This was absolute insanity, and the way they were just so calm after we got out of sight of it. Was this normal? How could this be happening? Looking back, if they had warned me, I wouldn't have believed them. I would have laughed and told them that they were crazy. But now, I do. I saw it with my own eyes. And when I tell people, they look at me like I'm crazy. This creature is in every nightmare that I have. I remember telling his parents what we saw, and they told me I just needed to sleep and my mind was playing tricks on me. But it wasn't sleep that I needed. This thing was and is real. I felt like they thought I was crazy. I know that I'll never step foot in Michigan again. I don't know what the creature was, but I know that I do not want to repeat a run-in. I've never been much of a city person. Too many people around usually makes me feel cramped. I like living way out in the boonies, 
That means I have to drive about 45 minutes to get to work, but I think it's worth it. I've been working in the restaurant industry while I figure out my next move. One night, I got out of work around 1 a.m. I drove home thinking about how good it would feel to get into bed. I was so tired that as soon as I got home, I parked and got out of my car and locked my keys inside. I couldn't freaking believe it. At least the car wasn't running. It was so nice out, and we live in a pretty safe neighborhood. I live with my dad, and he had to wake up at 6 a.m. to get ready for work. I didn't want to wake him up. I knew he would be so pissed off at me for being so careless. So instead, I called Trip away to come unlock my car. They said it would be about an hour and a half response time. That was fine. I really wasn't in any rush. By then, I'd felt wide awake. Like I said, it was nice out. Probably a nice 68 degrees. It felt so good to be out in the fresh air. I climbed onto the roof of my car and laid there looking at the stars. It was such a clear night. After a while, I started hearing the sound of rustling nearby. I didn't give it much thought. I figured it was probably the wind or maybe one of the neighbors. It was quiet for a bit, and then there was more occasional rustling. I'm listening to this, and then I realized there was no wind. Plus, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. Of course, everyone in the neighborhood is either sleeping or doing something sensible like watching a movie like a normal person, instead of lying on top of their car like me. Then I heard what sounded like a rumbling, this growling sound. After a few seconds of that, I felt a foreign presence in the area, and the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up. We live at the base of a hogback mountain range in western Colorado, and it's not unusual to get mountain lions around here. I started feeling paranoid. I scrambled up to a sitting position and looked around. The way our neighborhood is set up, we have no houses across the street from us. The front of our house faces the mountain. There are a couple of really old abandoned outbuildings over there surrounded by pine trees. Once I sat up, I could tell the noise was coming from over there. I was straining my eyes to see. We have a street light, but it's not the brightest. As I watched, I finally saw something unbelievable come around the corner of the building, along with this amazing stench of a musty wet dog. As I looked at it, I assumed I was just screwed. I was out in the open like a sitting duck. This thing was enormous. I mean, if that old building was about eight or nine feet high, this creature was barely shorter than it. It looked like a giant ape with a cone-shaped head. It was covered with this real shaggy hair, but not on its face. It had this long, darkish brown fur. By this time, I had quietly laid back down on the car and was watching it just kind of looking around. It didn't seem to have seen or smelled me yet. It was just bumbling around and then it started heading back behind the building. I heard this ungodly yelp that scared the crap out of me. I got my phone out of my pocket and made sure it was on silent and took a picture. Then I started calling my dad over and over, hoping that he had his phone next to him. He finally answered and was like, what the hell? I was trying to whisper, yell, come to the door, I'm locked out. There's this huge creature out here. It hasn't seen me. Come to the door now. If you knew my dad, you'd know he wasn't much less dangerous than that giant thing out there. But I had to take the chance. And so he came to the door. I was so glad he didn't just leave me out there to teach me a lesson or something. As soon as he opened the door, I froze for a second and considered my situation. The beast was behind the building, maybe 60 feet away. And the door to my house was about 30 feet away. 
Even if it heard me, I'd be able to get to the door and in the house before it got to me. So I bolted to the door faster than I'd ever moved. It must have heard me, because when I got to the door, I turned around and saw it come back into view, and it stared at us. It took a couple of steps forward and I slammed the door. I was terrified at that point, but I was also glad that my dad had gotten a glimpse of it. Otherwise, there's no way he would have believed me, and I would have gotten murdered anyway. We watched it through the front curtains for a long time, but it never came closer. I guess it wandered off. I had no idea what direction it went. I made sure to call AAA and tell them not to come. The picture I took is just too dark and murky. I think you can tell something is there, but it's blending in with the trees too much. I'm just a nervous wreck since that happened, and I feel so uncomfortable whenever I go outside at night. Thanks for watching and let me know what you think of these stories in the comments below. Don't forget that you can listen to my episodes on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. I try to upload every single day on this channel and on Donovan Dread 2, where I release shorter content. Same great encounters, just a little bit shorter. Also, if you want to see crazy encounters captured on trail cams, then check out Dread Captures. It's part of the Dread Network where we go over live footage of very strange encounters that are sent into the Facebook group or videos that are circulating on the web. Last but certainly not least, check out Lilith Dread. She releases the same great content daily on her channel. You'll find all of these links below. Thanks and take care.